Hey there. Welcome to Urban Village Church. You're joining the live stream of our worship gathering. I'm Darren Calhoun, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today. Whether you're a familiar face or new to our community, we're so grateful that you're here. At Urban Village Church, we're all about being bold, inclusive, and relevant. And if you're new here, let me tell you why that matters. First, boldness is in our DNA. We are not afraid to ask tough questions, to challenge the norms, and explore new possibilities. We believe that faith is a journey of growth and exploration. So get ready to dive deep and open your heart to some fresh perspectives. Inclusivity is at the core of who we are. No matter where you're from, how you identify, or what life experiences you've had, you are welcome here. We celebrate the wild and wonderful differences that make each of us unique. You belong in this community, just as you are. And finally, we strive to be relevant. What we do as a church should connect with your everyday life. Our messages dig deep into real life issues, and our times of worship are intentional about meeting you right where you are. Our aim is to provide inspiration and practical insights anchored by the love of Jesus that you can apply to your own journey. So as we continue with our worship gathering, I want to invite you to engage with us right now. Join in the conversation in the chat. Share your questions and share your thoughts or just say hi. After the sermon, we'll sometimes have a Q&A session where you can share your thoughts, ask questions and explore the message further. So keep your phone or keyboard handy. We also have an app and a digital connect card for you to fill out. It's a great way for us to get to know you better and for you to stay connected to the UBC community. You can find the link in the description or scan the QR code on your screen. So let's dive in together. Open your heart, join the chat, ask questions, and fill out the digital connect card. We're excited to journey with you and co-create a vibrant community of love and support. Welcome to Urban Village Church. Online viewers with us this morning, so welcome. Um, we're going to start this morning in worship through song, so please stand with us as you're able and sing this song with us. We're going to sing Rock of Ages.
for singing with us this morning. We're going to um, continue in worship and singing a song about um, coming home. Um, and home might look different for everyone here. Um, but this song is about how God um, always welcomes us home, um, creates a place for us that can feel um, the peace and comfort of a home. Um, so we're going to sing this song about God's um, unconditional love and um, unconditional um, invitation to be with him and um, welcome, welcome us home.
one that so many of us can call home um, and a safe place to be, God. Um, God, I pray that um, if home is feeling hard or non-existent or fractured for anyone, God, here or viewing online or um, those that are not here, God, I pray that you would um, work through those cracks and find a way to make home for those people who might not feel at home, God. Um, I pray that you would be um, with us today as we come together and worship. God, I pray that you would knock down all the walls and the boundaries that might be keeping us from being in your presence this morning, God. Um, um, I ask that you would take away all the distractions, um, and the fear and the anxiety that any of us might be facing as we come in to this place to worship you, God, and to be in your presence, and that you could offer um, peace and comfort um, and quiet, God, for those who might need it. God, I pray that you would be with Christian as he comes and shares your word with us this morning, God. Um, let us have open ears and hearts and minds to what you want us to hear from you this morning, God. And um, we're so grateful for you and your love. And we ask these things in your name. Amen. You can be seated. Morning, everybody. My name is JD. My pronouns are he, him, and his, and I am a member here at UVC West River Forest United Methodist Church, and I have the pri privilege of welcoming you to church this morning and saying congrats, you did it, you made it, whether you're here in person or whether you're joining us online, we are excited to have you with us this morning. Uh, our mission as a church is to, uh, is to be a Jesus-loving, inclusive community that ignites the city and beyond. Actually, last week, Chris did a really fun thing where she had everybody say that together. And I know if, uh -oh, sorry, my there we go. I know that you're like, well, I don't, I don't know if I know that. I'm not for sure. Well, um, if you grabbed a little bulletin before you came in, also it's up on the screen now too, so I can do that. So you, let's do that as a group because I think that's just a really good way to kind of get us, you know, we're talking a little bit. Uh, my wife's out of town, and so I spent all day. I didn't talk to anybody all day, and so like I got to get my voice warmed up a little bit. So we are a community that exists to create Jesus-loving, inclusive communities that ignite the city and beyond. Woo! And we celebrate that, and we do that by staying true to our three core values by being bold, inclusive, and relevant. Bold in that we are rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And because of that, we believe that all the walls are down. Everyone is welcome here. Gay and straight, cisgender and transgender, those that worship in person, those that worship online. Um, if you are like me, I'm a Texas Rangers fan, and we won a playoff game yesterday, and so I'm stoked. If you are a Bears fan, you get to celebrate for the first time, and I don't know how long this week. Or if you're saying, what's going on with sports? I don't really care about any of that. Everybody is welcome here in this house. And lastly, we are relevant. And for us, that means that we live out our faith, not just here inside these walls on Sunday morning, but 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day out there in the community as much as we can. That's our goal. That's what we strive to do. It doesn't mean that we always achieve that, but that's what we strive to do as a community of believers. And there's a lot of different ways that we do that and that you can get involved with that. And we're going to talk about a few of those um, here in our bulletin. So like I said earlier, you should have got a bulletin when you walked in, and there's a little perforated sheet. And we're going to tear that off together as a group here. 
And what's really important about this perforated sheet is it's our way to get in touch with you, um, our way to um, maybe reach out. If you, if you have a question for us or something like that, you can fill out this little sheet. And so on the count of three, we'll tear this apart. Ready? One, two, three. Perfect. So check that out. On one side, there's a little a place where you can do a little bit about you. Um, and then on the other side, uh, there's ways to get involved and, and questions and things like that that you can put down. Also, if you're a uh, technology-minded person and you're like, I don't want to fill this out. I have bad handwriting. If you have bad handwriting like I do, um, there's a little QR code here on the front of the bulletin. You can scan that with your phone. And uh, there's the same uh, sign-up sheet is on, uh, will, will pop up there. And you can fill in that information there as well. So. Um, as we look at that, uh, talking about some of our announcements for this week. First up, I'm going to invite uh, Hannah back up to share um, an announcement that she has. Don't everyone clap at once. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. So I was just up there. But um, in case you're not sick of hearing me talk, uh, my name's Hannah. And I've been going to UBC for uh, seven years. Uh, <laughs> don't check me on that. Um, Matt and I live in Elmhurst. And we are starting with our co-host, Aubrey, a parent and parables group. So um, I used to lead the women's small group in South Loop. Uh, that was really fun and amazing. And then I moved to the suburbs, and I realized driving downtown during rush hour is not great. Um, but if you want to connect with other parents, um, we try to make it as easy as possible for you. Our first meeting is this Thursday. Uh, it's from 6 to 7. And you're like, but I have kids because it's parents in parables. We'll love a babysitter. So <laughs> um, that basement in our house has so many toys, I can't even tell you. Uh, so we get to play with all of the toys. And we have a lovely lady named Jessica coming over to help you watch your kids um, while we're upstairs and we're learning about Jesus from each other. So um, we hope to see you there there. Um, please let myself or Aubrey know over there. Can you raise your hand? Um, sometime today during service or after service, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you, Hannah. And like she said, um, you can come find Hannah after the service. You've already met Aubrey as you came in. She was one of our greeters this morning, and so um, let them know. Or, um, you know, you can fill out your information on your sheet here, and we'll make sure that you get that information. Uh, next up, the, the second thing down on the announcement there, you'll notice neighborhood building with cleanup give back. So uh, UVC and the Oak Park River Forest student-led organization Clean Up Give Back are coming together uh, to clean up an area in the forest preserves of Cook County. And so this is going to be Saturday, October 28th. It's the last Saturday of the month, um, and uh, it's going to be from 10 to noon, and it's just, uh, it's just down the road here, so not very far. Um, the, the preserves are right, um, right here, kind of on the other side of the road right here. So um, if that is something that you are interested in, please reach out to Holly Katz. Um, her email is there in, uh, in the bulletin, and let her know that that's something that you would like to be involved in. And last but not least, the very top thing up there, town hall on October 29th. So um, we were supposed to have a charge conference as a, as a whole UVC church that was coming up soon. That's actually been pushed back to November, so you can scratch that from your calendar. We'll send more information out whenever that comes out. But put this one down on your calendar. Um, this is a town hall for UVC West and River Forest United Methodist Church that will be here on uh, Sunday, October 29th, after the service. That's the last Sunday here in October. And uh, this is really, really important. Um, a chance for us to come together. Um, you know, we come together every week and we worship, um, but there's times where we have to come together as a community and kind of make some decisions about our future and learn about what's been going on with the church. And there's been a lot of change in the last few months. And so this is a chance for you to come and get those questions answered and, and just for us to kind of come together and, uh, and start that process of what the future of our church looks like. 
All right. Um, Next up, the kids are going to start making their way to the back of church for Children's Church. And while they do that, we are going to participate in the time-honored tradition of passing of the peace. And so you'll notice um, everybody's wearing different colored name tags. Remember those as we pass the peace here. If somebody's wearing a green name tag, that means you can come up and do a handshake or side hug as you pass the piece. If it's yellow, maybe ask them before you approach and, and make sure everybody's on the same page on what they're comfortable with. And if it's a red name tag, we're going to pass the piece from a, a little bit of a distance. Um, and so may the peace of Christ be with you. Good to see you. My name is Christian Kuhn. I am the pastor here in this community, and my pronouns are he, him, and his. It's great to have you here with us this morning. Uh, and again, another welcome to our online folks who are watching today. Um, we often will take time during worship to ask someone from our community to come up and share a little bit about what's on their hearts. We uh, ended our um, sermon series on uh, what does it mean to be human last week? But I think, are you still touching? No, you're going to do something different. All right, then forget I just said that. Uh, we are excited to have uh, Drew with us today just to share a little bit about what's going on uh, in his life. And so let us welcome Drew. Um, 
along with all the other parts that come along with being a teenager, uh, figuring out who you are. And so one of the big pushes at our school is to make it a very welcoming place and to have like at least one adult in that building that you can come to. And so one of our big initiatives was just trying to get that and making sure that students have a place that they feel free to be their truest self. Um, and maybe you remember this in high school, maybe you wore a different outfit when you left the building at your house and then you're frantically in the bathroom getting dressed, putting on the makeup, and that happens here at school too. But one of the other issues that happens is students start questioning who they are and their sexual identities and the number of conversations I've had with students where it's, Mr. Ao, I really wanna go by this name, but don't use it with my parents. And it's, it's heartbreaking for me to hear that and I understand where they're coming from, where like they're trying to figure out their identity, but they're too scared to tell the people at their, at their home what that is. And so really, when he said this, the sermon series about coming home and, and that, it's like, what is home? And that's our goal, is just to give students at least one other place that they can call home and have someone that they can talk to and feel trusted with. And it's, heartbreaking to me that sometimes that, that place is school. And I don't get me, I love school, I'm a teacher. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was a kid that wanted to be at school, but some, some kids, they don't want to be at school, but school is that one place where they get some consistency and some constant. And um, I'm just happy to be a part of that. So, thank you. I forgot I'm also reading the scripture. <laughs> uh, so today's scripture comes from the Gospel of John. In this passage, Jesus talks about the nature of what it means to be at home to him. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, how would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you, my, take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may also be. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, how do we not know where you are going? How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and have seen him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Drew. I think perhaps one of the things I've talked about the most uh, in my sermons throughout my life is I keep calling back to where I grew up. Uh, and I suppose that's kind of normal when we think about the things that helped shape us and formed us, uh, the things where we are rooted. Uh, and so I grew up, as many of you know, I grew up uh, in Iowa for the first uh, 24 years or so of my life uh, and then moved to the Chicago area in 1992. Uh, and when I first moved here, one of the things that I noticed is when I would tell some folks where I was from, I would just say I grew up in Iowa. And I was struck by, this happened a few times, uh, and people would say, oh, you're from Iowa. Do you know 
such such, and they would list somebody like that. And at first, I was kind of puzzled by that. You know, it's and I know it's not the biggest state in the world, but there are like two million people, and so I'm not sure why you would think that I would know that. But still, it happened from time to time. And so I went to another uh, uh, gathering. Uh, actually, uh, actually, I was in the Western suburbs, and I was talking to some people. Uh, and the same thing happened. I said, oh, well, I grew up uh, in Iowa. I said, oh, Iowa. Actually, there's somebody here from Iowa. And I thought inside, I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. Uh, you probably know uh, the person. And then I looked across, and I did know the person. <laughs> so I no longer can say or get any, you know, out of shape when somebody uh, mentions that to me. But it's home. I mean, I now lived in Illinois longer than I've ever lived in Iowa. But still, I, that's just kind of part of who you are, where you grow up. Uh, is part of who you are and forms you. Um, in recent uh, months, the last year or two, though, and I don't know if you, any of you have experienced this, where you see what is kind of happening in your home and you're wondering what's going on since I left. Sometimes we look at our home, perhaps with you know, rose-colored glasses, and it, they can do no wrong. But I look back at my home state, and I keep wondering, what is happening to my home? with so much uh, things happening, particularly on restrictions on care for transgender individuals, uh, reduction of SNAP benefits. Uh, and so I see things happening, and I keep wondering, is this the home that I grew up in? So we're starting this sermon series today. Um, every year, late in the year, we kind of do some planning for the next year, looking at all the different things we want to talk about. And one thing that we have heard from folks is, they sometimes struggle in how do I talk about issues where I disagree with a family member or a friend, particularly from people uh, that I grew up with. How do we begin to talk about that? And um, I've had so many conversations over the years, especially from our LGBTQ members who come to me and people will start quoting the Bible to them. And they say to me, Pastor, can you just give me a verse, like a magic verse that they can like, get back at them, like, oh yeah, you say this, well, I say that. And so we talk about that, and we can, you know, I can begin to like talk, walk through the Bible with them a little bit, but I also tell them, like, I don't know if that's going to be the thing. Like, because if you say this, they're probably going to say this other thing, and then maybe you can come back with this, and it'll just be back and forth like that, and I don't know. But you can still tell the look on their faces, like the pain it is to have people from their homes think and they get into these arguments. And it's not just our LGBTQ folks, too, but it's, it's all of us, especially if we see people that we grew up with and social media for all the things that sometimes it helps us to reconnect with people, and sometimes we don't necessarily want to be reconnected with people, and we see the things that they post, and that may stir up some things in you. I'm like, I can't believe that they think these things, and how do I respond? And this has happened to me when I see some friends or family member post things. In fact, it really fractured a friendship that I had, and he kind of reached out to me about some of the stances that I was taking, and we kind of went back and forth, and it really harmed the friendship. And so in my head, I'm like, how do I go about talking to them about that? Is my home really my home? Well, in future weeks, we'll be talking about what are some of the ways, perhaps, that we can begin to at least reflect on and think about when we disagree with someone, especially as we get closer to the holidays, and that might be happening more and more. But before we get into that, today we are going to talk about home and what home is, and maybe define it or perhaps redefining it in a way about what home is. 
You know, for a lot of people, faith home means a lot. Uh, they talk about family values, which of course can mean any number of things. And the notion of home too, there's a fairly well-known verse from Joshua that says, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And so that's a verse that people will talk about. And in fact, not surprisingly, if you go on your favorite uh, internet search engine and you click on the shopping part, there's all kinds of things that you could buy with that verse that you could put up in your home. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But as important as home is in that sense of who we are and what we go back to, it's interesting when we think about Jesus. And what does Jesus think about home? And when we realize some of the things that he says Jesus doesn't seem too terribly interested in home. And in fact, says some things like, oh, Jesus, I don't think you understand family values. But instead, we read some of the passages that we read about home that Jesus says. So in Matthew 8, 19, Jesus says, you know, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the son of man, talking about himself, the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. In Luke 10, Jesus is giving some instructions to disciples about how they go out and tell others about what I am doing. And Jesus essentially tells them, like, you can stay at certain homes, but don't get too settled. Maybe stay for a little bit, but eventually you're going to go on to other places as well. And then in Mark 6, 4, Jesus says to his followers, you know, prophets are honored everywhere except in their hometowns among their relatives, and in their own households. So it's interesting to hear what Jesus thinks about the whole nature of home and what home is. And we see a little bit, perhaps, today in this gospel reading from John. So we are in the part of what is sometimes called the farewell discourse in the Gospel of John. So Jesus is gathered with his followers, and he's doing a lot of things. He's kind of prepping them in a sense of what is about to happen and giving them some instructions. But this farewell discourse starts a chapter back from what we read today in chapter 13. In a way, Jesus is trying to help them understand what it means to be in relationship, perhaps a sense of what home is, because I don't know if you know, John 13, they gather. Does anybody know what the first thing that Jesus does for them? Washes their feet. They come into this space, and usually in this culture, when you walk into a space, a servant is going to come. A servant is going to come and wash the feet as a way of welcoming them into that space. And Jesus turns everything on their head and says, I'm going to be the one to welcome you in this way. And then Jesus then begins to talk about what it means to be in relationship with him. And in the Gospel of John especially, home for Jesus isn't necessarily a place. It's not shelter. But instead, in the Gospel of John, Jesus is saying home is relationship. Home is relationship. Just as, as Jesus says over and over in John, when you see God, you see me. When you see me, when you see God. Now, that turned some people off when Jesus said that. But Jesus so wanted them to know it's about relationship. And when you see me, you are at home with God. This is what we see when Jesus says in this passage, believe in God, believe also in me. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go prepare a place for you? And if I go, I will come again and take you myself. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. There's a, a quote from a, a scholar and, and pastor 
who tries to emphasize, so if we could put uh, RJ, the first quote up there, where he says that Jesus, the disciples want to cling to the perceived safety of location. They want to know where Jesus is going and how to go there with him. As they are sitting in the room sharing the feast of lost cheese, John's Jesus attempts to assure them that there will be a place with plenty of rooms for them. The relationship is going to continue even as it changes. They will not be forgotten. You know, it's so interesting. Some of you know in the, later on in this passage, this passage when Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. And this has been often a verse uh, that also uh, engenders a lot of conversation and argument about what this means and can sometimes be used as a way of exclusion uh, as well. And they focus on that. And sometimes it puzzles me. It's almost like people think that Thomas goes to Jesus and says, uh, Jesus, will Hindus go to heaven? That's not the question that is asked here. But that's what we use sometimes to use this passage in order to answer that question. Instead, Thomas is saying, we want to know how to go about our lives. Show us the way. And Jesus says, I am the way. And we forget the earlier part of this passage. Jesus is saying, I have a big house with lots of places. This is a very roomy relationship and home for others here in this space. Jesus is saying, when you are in me, when you are following me, then you are home. And that can be hard, perhaps, for us to grasp because we are understandably so, so tied to what our home is. And Jesus tries to redefine that for us. First and foremost, your home is with me. In, my, uh, in the e-newsletter that we sent out this week, I quoted uh, from a book called The Celtic Way of Prayer, the author Esther Duwall, and she talks about the early Celtic Christians, and she says this, there's a quote, if we could put up this up, ready to go, they were ready to go wherever the spirit might take them, seeing themselves as hospitus mundi, guests of the world. What they are seeking is the place of their resurrection, the resurrected self, the true self in Christ, which is, for all of us, our true home, the true self in Christ. Now, I also, in, in talking about this, I want to make sure that I, I don't want to take away from the pain of sometimes family conflict that some of you have, things that have been said. And I don't want to necessarily say, well, just be in relationship with Jesus and it'll be all better not what I'm saying. I know there's deep pain and lament and loss in thinking about that. But I hope we can begin to begin to reposition ourselves in a way of seeing home as relationship in Christ, first and foremost, a place where you are welcome. I had a couple of quick experiences in the last few days that helped me get a better sense of that. The first one, and this is particularly uh, relevant as we read about the awful uh, conflict that is now happening in the Middle East and in Israel. Last Monday, I was invited, along with some other leaders in Oak Park River Forest, to come and celebrate a Sukkot, which is a Jewish uh, a festival. It's a seven-day often happening in the fall, commemorating when Israel uh, lived in the wilderness after the Exodus. And sometimes people will build temporary shelters in their backyards. And so I was invited, Rabbi Max Weiss, who some of you remember, came and spoke here uh, earlier this year. 
And it was a powerful experience. So we were there, and there's a picture, uh, RJ, if we could put this up there. What's that? I was honored. Okay, great. Uh, and so, um, so this is a picture. Uh, there's uh, Rabbi Weiss, and they had built, so we were in the Oak Park Temple parking lot. Um, thankfully, it was one of the very warm evenings. And that temporary shelter that was decorated as we all gathered underneath this temporary shelter. And we sat at different tables and we talked about themes of welcome and joy and inclusion. And I sat at this table and we talked about Sukkot and the history and what this festival means and then applying a little bit to our own situation. And I sat there at this table with two uh, members of the Oak Park Temple, uh, two Jews, a Hindu, a Lutheran, and myself. And we talked about joy and inclusion and welcome. And as we sat there in that parking lot underneath this temporary shelter, it felt a little bit like home, like relationship, as we were talking and learning from one another. And then a couple of weeks ago, uh, we've all been reading, of course, about the increase in the number of asylum seekers who are coming into the Chicago uh, area. And uh, people are just wondering, what do we do? How do we respond? And all kinds, again, this gets into conflict, and people have different opinions about what that means. And many of them, you may have read, are gathering at police stations uh, in the city. We live about four blocks from a police station on the corner of uh, 18th and State. Uh, so I go by there quite often, and there are now there are mattresses out in front, uh, and little now there are little um, uh, tents that have been put up as well. And when I was walking by there a couple of weeks ago, it's a little bit hard to navigate in the sidewalk because of all the people that are there. And as I was walking uh, by one day, and I saw these two little children, and somehow they had been given scooters, and they were just tearing down the sidewalk with the wind in their hair and smiles on their faces. And as they came by, my initial gut reaction was, I don't know if they belong here. This is dangerous. Someone could get hit by one of these things. But then later on, as I reflected a little bit more on that, I thought again about their faces. I have no idea what they have experienced. I have no idea whether they came from Venezuela or for another country, from another country in Central America. I, I can't even imagine what they have gone through to get to this place. And in that moment, on that morning, they had scooters. And the looks on their faces of freedom and joy and play. And perhaps for that moment, they were home. Now again, I don't want to make it seem like it was just all great and now they're just so happy. There are so many things, hurdles that they have to go through and it's not an easy issue for us to think about. But these experiences, sitting in that shelter in the parking lot, walking along the sidewalk, seeing these children come by in scooters helped me to rethink perhaps what home is. Home certainly is where we grew up. That's part of what home is. Home sometimes even has that feeling, even a smell. You can have that smell where you grew up in. That's part of what home is. But home, I think, first and foremost, is relationship. And for us as Christians, as followers of Christ, for those who are wondering what that walk looks like, it is that relationship with him 
who tells us where I am going, I will save a place for you. That, friends, is our true home. A home full of love and grace and welcome. That's where we can always abide. Would you please pray with me? Loving God, we are grateful for the ways that you show us what home is, especially when we think about perhaps growing up and we may have conflicted feelings about that. We may have grown up in a fractured household, perhaps even a violent one. Or we had a happy upbringing, but now we are wondering about relationships that we may have with family and friends. And maybe these relationships and instances bring up anxiety and stress, loss, sadness, anger. And in those moments, as we begin to figure out how to navigate, how do we stay connected, or how do we make decisions about whether to end relationships, help us to always remember that our home, first and foremost, is with you. That you welcome us into your home, into your presence, so that we might know we are never, we are never alone. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We come uh, every Sunday and talk about good news and hope and pray that we can also respond uh, to good news uh, as well. And so we take time to give up, uh, give of our own lives. And so in a moment, some plates are going to be passed up and down the rows. And so at that time, if you could uh, put those tear-offs uh, in the plate, that would be great uh, so that we can know how we can connect with you or... Uh, you can also, again, you can scan that QR code and fill that out as well. Uh, if this is your church uh, home, your community, if you would like to think about giving financially, you can do so either in the plate or online uh, at urbanvillagechurch.org give. Um, or if this is your first time here, uh, we're thrilled that you're here and feel no compulsion to give. Just grateful for your presence. Let us bring our gifts. Often, whenever we come in this space, it is a time of joy. We think about times when we gather with family and friends over meals. But also, again, we can perhaps think of moments where it was tense over a meal with someone. 
and hard to get our a sense of how we should respond and it was hard to even eat what was before us because our stomach was in knots. Whenever we gather together, we remember that Jesus also gathered with followers. There were lots of conversations, sometimes full of joy and laughter, sometimes also perhaps some difficulty as well. But whenever we gather here, we first take time for gratitude. I don't know about you, but when I read the news, I find it really hard to be grateful. Bombs happening in Israel, fighting continuing in Ukraine, people coming from other places seeking asylum, environmental catastrophe happening all around the globe. And yet the Psalms also tell us to give thanks always. And so I pray that we can also take that time in the midst of the praying for others in our world that we might also have moments where we are grateful for what God has given to us, the breath that we inhale and exhale, the food that we have in front of us, the relationship with someone who can put a hand on a shoulder just when we need it or send us a text of encouragement when all hope is lost. We give thanks for these moments, remembering that Jesus often took time for gratitude and he took bread that night. He gave thanks to God. He gave it to his disciples. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take, eat in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so we take time to give thanks to God and remember the presence of Christ and also to call upon the Holy Spirit to be present here in our space. And so we call out whatever is on your heart today, whether it is a, a cry for peace, whether it is a cry for healing for yourself or for someone else. Maybe it is a time of confession of recognizing that we have not always loved as God has called us to love. So whatever is stirring in your hearts, I invite you now to take time to lift that up and then we join our voices in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Let us pray. God, we thank you that we can come to you at all moments with whatever's on our heart. Thank you for hearing us and receiving our prayers. Thank you for giving us peace. Thank you for giving us healing and forgiveness and grace. We continue to pray for parts of our world, whether they be in Israel or here in Chicago, where there is violence, let there be peace. Help us to know how we can be peacemakers. And we pray, too, that any time there is heartbreak and loss of life, that your heart breaks, too. And so we pray for your spirit to be present in all those places. 
And we are also grateful that we do not lift up these prayers alone, but we are always in community with you and with others. And so we join our voices in this prayer that Jesus taught us. There'll be a version up on the screen, and so you're welcome to pray that. Or if you know another version in your heart, you're welcome to pray that as well. Let us pray. Our Father, our Mother, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Pour out your spirit and us gift of bread and cup. May they be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the presence and love of Christ, here and always. Amen. I invite uh, Drew and Chris to come up here at this time, and as they do, just a word of instruction about how we do communion here in our space. Um, there'll be three of us up front here. Uh, one will be holding some uh, bread, and one will be holding a cup of grape juice, and one will be holding a basket with uh, gluten-free communion cups. And so all are welcome to come up and either take a piece of the bread and dip it into the cup or take one of these cups. And then at that time, you're welcome to either return to your seat for a time of prayer and reflection. You're welcome also, we have uh, bowls of sand up here. And so if you would like to light a candle, um, maybe in remembrance of someone, or if you want to be the light of the world, or for whatever reason you're lighting that candle, uh, you're welcome to do that as well. Let me emphasize, friends, there's a place for you at this table. It doesn't matter what church you may have belonged to. It doesn't matter what you believe or doubt. Uh, this is a roomy table, and there is a place just for you. Because there is one loaf, we who are one body partake of the one loaf. The bread which you break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is sharing in the blood of Christ. As you feel so called, come and eat.
Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery. We pray that it would strengthen and nourish us. We pray that we would know out of the brokenness of this bread that indeed we can come together. And we ask that you would be at the center of all of that, center of our, all of our relationships, the center of our home. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. stand and sing one more song together. So please uh, stand as you're able. Um, also feel the comfort and freedom to worship in whatever way feels appropriate to you right now. Um, so if you want to stand, you're welcome to stand with us. Um, if you want to sit, that's fine too. Um, but we're going to sing I'll Fly Away this morning. So sing some glad morning. Some glad morning when this life is Yeah. 
sing just a few more weary days. Just a Savior, and the everlasting hope of the Spirit, our Redeemer, this day and always. Amen.